Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. Welcome to the podcast. I am excited to talk to you today. Um, This week, we are talking about what I love about the church. (laughs) Kind of interesting topic for a faith crisis podcast, but it's super important. When you Google the word, (laughs) I'm having such a hard time talking. When you Google the word faith, Oxford Languages shows up with two definitions. Number one, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Number two, strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Fascinating. When we are processing what happened to us, changing how much we trust the church and closing a chapter of a set of absolute beliefs, it makes sense that we can sometimes slip into all or nothing thinking. Our brains love binary, the ones and the zeros on computer screens. It makes life simpler. One of the goals of the brain is to conserve energy, remember? Categorizing things simply conserves energy. Unfortunately, it also causes pain and keeps us stuck in many ways. When it comes to how we define ourselves and others, if we put ourselves or others in like all or nothing boxes, it decreases empathy and our ability to grow and change and their ability to grow and change. Honestly, have you ever heard the saying like people become who we talk them into, who we say that they'll be? Essentially it is like if people are putting you in a box and you believe them, you become that person that they're saying you are. Same with how we talk to others. If we say things about other people and like put them in a box, essentially, and they believe us, then they will like live out that identity. So that's why it's really important to make room for nuance and non-all or nothing thinking, because all or nothing thinking hurts our relationships with our believing family members, and it makes it hard to accept what happened to us and to move on. So to me, the simplest definition of all or nothing thinking is seeing things only one way. We can challenge this cognitive distortion by using the word and instead of either or. Instead of either loving the church or hating the church, we can see that there are things that we love and there are things that we hate. This mindset shift can apply to the church as a whole, as well as our specific experiences within the church, or our thoughts on general teachings and standards of the church specifically. So in the spirit of not being all or nothing, I want to share a few things that I love about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is how I genuinely feel and why I genuinely don't care if people stay or go. I can see that it's nuanced either way. As I share my list, you could be thinking of things that you would add if you want to. Try it. And it's possible that you are not quite ready or wanting to look at the positives the church provided in your life. I encourage you to decide 
if you want to keep listening. Again, I'm always going to advocate for you to claim your authority and your agency in your own life. You can turn this off. Only you know what's best for you. Turn this episode off if you don't want to listen and go do something that does fill you up. And know that my intention with this exercise is absolutely not to take your anger, your fire, your sense of justice away from you. No. Those things are allowed, important, and even encouraged at times. You should be angry. (laughs) My faith crisis friends, honestly, you might need to lean into your anger a little bit more. There's a whole podcast episode coming on that topic, actually. My point of this episode, though, is to help you and encourage you to give yourself permission to continue to build on your skill and current level of critical thinking, nuance, and tolerating cognitive dissonance. It's to practice seeing things from multiple perspectives. This workout can help your ability to channel and harness your fire better and more intentionally. I am here to help you grow, right? I want to help you grow through your faith crisis, not just go through it. That's the whole point of my coaching style. And growth requires some discomfort. It's easier to put the church in an all good or an all bad box. And for a time, because of human development and then because of grief, it is required to do so. As we're spiritually developing, it helps to see all of the teachings of the church as useful. And then as we're going through the grief of a faith crisis, it can be useful to see everything from a totally different perspective and see, oh my gosh, maybe it all was harmful. So putting it in all or nothing boxes can be useful at times, right? We don't want to be all or nothing about all or nothing thinking, right? This brain um, this brain function, being able to simplify what we think about all the time is actually very useful, right? We want our thoughts to be simplified. And sometimes creating more nuance for ourselves can be useful. With that said, here are some things I love about the church. Number one, the church has an effective way of introducing and providing place to practice universal spiritual principles like prayer, right? You may not use the word prayer anymore, but the idea of directing our thoughts to gratitude and to desired future outcomes, the principle of fasting, of tithing, right? giving some of what we have to a higher purpose, fasting, focusing our minds on our spirituality, on our meaning, on our relationships rather than on our bodies, Um, learning from each other's life experiences, sharing those over the pulpit and in classes, you know, attending temples, learning about symbolism, learning about parables, scripture, reading and learning from the words of wise people that came before us, service, giving of ourselves, helping those around us. There are so many universal spiritual principles that we learn in the LDS Church that are extremely useful and foundational for our lives. The second thing that I love about the church is the close-knit community. For Halloween, my family, because I'm in a mixed-faith marriage, my family participated in the trunk or treat which was super fun. I dressed up as Eeyore, my little baby dressed up as um, Winnie the Pooh. My daughter was Piglet and my husband was Tigger. We all wore these warm jumpsuits and, you know, walked around the church parking lot and had the chili cook-off and all the classic LDS (laughs) trunk or treat things. 
And it was fun. I love, I love my community. I love community that the church provides. I appreciate that, you know, I had opportunities for dating through the church um, with people who had similar standards to me. I met my husband, you know, through a friend of a friend through the church moving, right? Getting help with moves, getting help when we have new babies. There's a sense of a close-knit community, like a tribe that is so cool that we have in the church. Honoring and prioritizing marriage and family. That is a tricky one. That's my third one. I learned to honor and prioritize my marriage and my family through the church. And, you know, even the two I listed before, the two things I love are nuanced. We could look at, you know, the positives and the negatives to each of those. But for me, I really do value my marriage. I value the um, opportunity to love another person, you know, throughout my life. And I value the lessons that I learn from it. And just, I, I just, my marriage is really important to me and my family is really important to me. Um, I, love the family that I grew up in. And I love the family um, of four that I've created with my husband. And to me, it's a very important value that I learned from the church. Number four, the history of music and performance, the love of the arts that the church has, right? Um, You know, my mom and my grandma and my grandpa are all musical Um, and they, you know, played piano and organs and I participated in road shows and I attended the, um, pageant at the Hill Camorra and, um, did skits in girls camps and EFY and Trek. And I participated in choir and band and I had friends in the orchestra growing up and at BYU, we, um, you know, I, participated in some dance classes and whatever. And there's, they're known for their performing arts that travels around the world. And, you know, we have Motab, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, which I'm not sure what it's called anymore, but it, um, it was deemed America's choir. So we've got this love of the arts that's fostered in the church when a love of the arts isn't necessarily fostered in um, schools always. And so, it is a benefit and a cool thing that the church offers. The fifth point is our focus on heritage, on family history, and serving for and learning from our ancestors. It's a pretty cool thing, right, that we learn from the church. Um, There's so much focus on genealogy and, you know, finding names and learning their stories and taking them to the temple. And it's a pretty cool thing. And of course, Again, like everything, there's nuance there. The church has definitely not supported all people's heritage um, and, in fact, harmed some people. It's it's nuanced, but that is a value that I gained from the church. Um, the next one is a hope and optimism and, dare I say, faith. You know, cultivating a sense of hope and joy and optimism is a skill, and it's something that I believe I learned in the church. I think part of that um, came to be because I think the happiest people are the people that have a strong identity. I don't necessarily think that, you know, people are happy because 
that people are happy in the church because they follow the standards. I think people are happy in the church because they have the sense of community and they believe that they are a chosen people, that we're special and that we have a purpose, right? When we have a purpose and a strong identity, right? When we know who we are and where we're going, it it does make it easier to be happy, right? And that doesn't necessarily have to come from the church, but it definitely helps. And just that sense of joy and focus on optimism and, um, you know, the hope that we can be with our families forever, I think really carries people and the hope in Christ too. There's just so much hope and optimism that I think comes from the beliefs in the church that are, that's really useful. Um, and again, I believe that is a skill that we can take with us even after we are more nuanced or if we leave the church. The next one is body respect, which is ironic because we <laughs> had a whole episode on my body is mine and how I think that um, my relationship with my body was damaged through the church. But I also believe that there is a sense of bodily respect, right? With the word of wisdom, with the teachings that our body is a temple, and with our doctrine that uh, it is a gift from God. It is um, the point of coming to the earth, even like we come to earth to get bodies and that we should treat them with respect. I think that is a really useful life skill, (laughs) you know, to respect our bodies and to not put harmful substances in them and to, you know, just have a reverence for the body. And um, I just, I keep saying that it's not all or nothing because it isn't. And this is the perfect episode to explain that, right? Like some of those messages are harmful. I did a whole podcast episode on that and some of them are helpful and I think useful for us. So the last one is just the opportunity that the church provides for discipline and adhering to high standards and developing temperance. Um, I do believe that I took the standards of the church to an extreme. Um, I believe I was pretty scrupulous, but I do believe that I have a skill now (laughs) that not everyone has, which is the ability to really temper my emotions and my human desires and um, to adhere to standards. Now the standards I set for myself, but growing up, they were set for me from the church. And I do believe that the opportunity to learn how to stick to standards and to essentially be obedient to a set of rules does have lifelong benefits. I don't necessarily think following rules um, outside of you is useful for the rest of our lives. Um, But I do think the skill of temperance and being able to stick with rules and stick with chosen standards and to, you know, put off the natural man is a skill that the church teaches very effectively. So that is what I love about the church. Um, What do you love about the church? What do you hate about it? If it's not all or nothing, if it's not either or, make space for I love this and I hate this and give yourself permission to have space to express both and whatever's in between. 
Okay, my friends, that is all for me today. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at Coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay, bye for now.